Hi, and welcome to First Bite, a nation's restaurant news podcast. I'm your host, Holly Petrie. Today is Thursday, February 29th, and here are your top stories. First, Outback Steakhouse parent Bloomin' Brands is closing 41 restaurants. CEO David Denno says the closures are part of a periodic review and involve older leases from the 1990s and 2000s. Second, data breach impacts Golden Corral employees. Golden Corral's network disruption in mid-August led to an unauthorized party's ability to access sensitive information, including social security numbers. Third, IHOP and Lay's bring us Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Chips. The flavor of IHOP's signature Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity was translated to Lay's potato chips with the help of a customized seasoning mix. Fourth, Crumble launches an app just for Apple Vision Pro. The Crumble Cookies app is one of the first food and beverage apps supported on Vision OS, offering a simplified visual interface for users. And finally, Chipotle doubles its venture fund to pursue more startup partnerships. Chipotle's Cultivate Next Fund has been doubled to $100 million to pursue new partnerships in supply chain, agriculture, automation, and more. Now let's dive deeper into a trending story of our website. Cracker Barrel Old Country Store is continuing to struggle under new leadership, as new CEO Julie Fels Messino talked about a long road ahead to recovery and long-term profitability for the Lebanon, Tennessee-based casual dining brand. Cracker Barrel reported a 4% decline in traffic and modest same-store restaurant sales growth of 1.2%, with a more than 5% decline for retail sales for the quarter ended January 26, 2024. The second quarter is generally one of the strongest for Cracker Barrel, as it includes the Thanksgiving and holiday seasons. Part of the strategy for keeping customers coming back is the attention paid to the new loyalty program, which was just announced in September. Messino said that it's a unique offering for the restaurant industry because customers can earn points and rewards on both the restaurant and retail end of the Cracker Barrel business simultaneously. She added that loyalty members are steadily growing and accounted for half of the Thanksgiving heat and serve sales. For more on this story, let's turn to Joanna Fantosi. So Joanna, we are still in earnings season. Seems like it's been forever, um, but we heard from Cracker Barrel last night. So can you tell me a little bit about what was going on during the call and what the company has been doing? Cracker Barrel is still struggling. This has been a tough few years for them. Uh, They have had negative sales trends um, for quite some time now. Um, And actually, we saw the exit of uh, their prior CEO, Sandra Cochran. um, And this is the new this is the new CEO, Julie Fels Messino's first uh, first full um, quarterly earnings call um, this quarter. And she, uh, un- under new leadership, um, they're still struggling. Um, in fact, they said that they had a 4% decline in traffic. Um, they did have some modest uh, same-store sales growth of 1.2%, but um, they're struggling, especially in the in the retail half of things. Um, but they... I guess the the good portion of this is that they're kind of barreling ahead with plans and strategies for making sure that in the long term their business is healthier. They did contend that they don't expect these strategies to really have much um, discernible impact in the short term. So they still anticipate um, this is this is Q2. Uh, 2024 for them. They still anticipate that in Q3 that they'll still be um, 
uh, having some traffic and sales issues. Uh, and they anticipate that being picked up in Q4. Uh, so now I think that if I had to read between the lines of what they were saying, I think that the major problem that Cracker Barrel is having is brand relevancy. I think that they are kind of known as a stalwart, um, sort of old-fashioned brand. And um, so I think that they're struggling to not only keep up with dining trends um, and needs of younger consumers, um, but also they're struggling to to keep up with things like technology. Um, so I think that's really where their head is at right now. They actually spoke about during the call that they're pretty much their biggest demographic um, has been that kind of 65 and up cohort. Um, and so they, so in getting to the strategy that they have, um, it's basically comes down to a few different items, including that brand modernization, as we had said, brand a modernization basically of both their brand messaging and their brand positioning and kind of trying to appeal to younger demographics um, as well as refreshing their store, refreshing their menus. Um, they're actually going through a huge menu test. They tested out 20 different items, uh, plus some item modifications and deletions. Um, and they're kind of rolling out new menu, uh, new menu items and kind of trying out new different things. Um, and I think that one of the biggest or most important aspects of that reinvention uh, strategy is their loyalty program, which they just rolled out their first first royalty. Oh, they just rolled out their first loyalty program last September, um, and they said that they, they didn't give numbers on that. I will say, unfortunately, they didn't give numbers on exactly how many members um, they have, but they said they are pleased with the uh, with the response. Um, and uh, Julie Fells Messino was talking about how due to the nature of the Cracker Barrel business, that the loyalty program is sort of a unique. Uh, a unique offering among other restaurant loyalty programs because customers can both gain points and cash in for rewards on both the restaurant side and the retail side. So it's kind of interesting. It's always been sort of an interesting aspect of Cracker Barrels, um, uh, of, of their kind of business structure. And I think that's part of the reason why they've been able to kind of, they're known for having lower prices and they've been able to keep prices lower and kind of appeal to that kind of everyday, uh, everyday family uh, kind of demographic because they have that retail um, portion on the side that they're able to um, get extra revenue from. And um, so, and then the final thing that they are going to be doing is I think they're looking to, make some tough decisions when it comes to both pricing and labor. Uh, they said that they do want to reduce the amount of what they're calling fixed labor uh, at their store locations. Um, and if I had to guess, that probably means kind of getting rid of some labor redundancies um, as they as a lot of their um, investments in labor have gone up as just in general wages have gone up. Uh, the entire restaurant industry is experiencing this. Um, and they are also trying to, they said, move to a barbell pricing structure. Um, so that doesn't necessarily mean just all prices going up, but just kind of creating that pricing structure where um, you have a lot of the classic items on the lower end that won't change price. And then some of the maybe newer menu, uh, innovative menu items um, might be pricier 
and fixed to or appealing to a different demographic. And this is a strategy that we have noted pizza chains have actually taken, interestingly enough, um, that they have created this kind of barbell um, strategy where you have the classic items on one end and then kind of the the um, more indulgent menu items on the other end. I think kind of what they're looking toward as their strategy and trying to get out of this hole, they have been in that hole for a few years now. Um, and so it will be interesting to see if new leadership kind of takes the chain in a new, more modernized direction. Well, you know, you bring up new leadership, Julie Fels Messino, famous for working at Taco Bell. You know, mm-hmm. we, t- we saw Brian Nickel, the Taco Bellification of Chipotle. Do you think that we're going to see her bring any of those strategies from Taco Bell? I mean, it sounds like the menu is a little bit of something Taco Bell, but do you think that we'll see her bring any of those strategies over to a casual dining brand? Yes and no. I do think that Cracker Barrel and Taco Bell are very different um, and they require different strategies. Um, I think that you'll never, I mean, I guess never say never, but I I don't think that you'll really see um, partnerships with with Doritos and Mountain Dew over a Cracker Barrel uh, for, for exciting new menu items. But that doesn't mean that, you know, what she has learned from her time at Taco Bell isn't relevant here, which I think it is, um, because I think that things like investing in market, clever and modernized, modernized digital marketing opportunities like the loyalty program is really something that Taco Bell excels at. And I think that that is really the key to modernization of any restaurant brand, including Cracker Barrel. You can't just rest on your laurels and just assume that the old uh, strategies will work. Now, you know, it's kind of interesting. We've seen casual dining, which people once thought was dying. We've seen it really come back. So how's Cracker Barrel kind of different than its competitors? I think that Cracker Barrel is different from its competitors because historically they have been associated with a couple of things uh, with a couple of times of the year. So number one being the summer when people go on vacation because they are associated with uh, road trips and you kind of go off the uh, exit whatever on the highway because your kids want lunch and you go to Cracker Barrel. They are also associated with the uh, with the holiday season. Um, and because a lot of their cooking is kind of a lot of their menu is home style cooking and um, a lot of menu items that you would see at like a Thanksgiving or Christmas feast. Um, and in fact, I think that that's usually their best time of year. Um, and and so in, in kind of seeing them struggle during that quarter is probably not the greatest thing. But yeah, I think that that is is mostly their issue is that they've historically been associated with these kind of uh, with these few and far between occasions um, and different times of the year. And so, I mean, who there there weren't historically that many people going to Cracker Barrel just on a random Friday night um, in March. (laughs) And so I think that they need to kind of change and update that brand and kind of bring Cracker Barrel to front of mind for people. Um, And whether that's through the loyalty program or through menu, new menu items, um, that's something that is key. It reminds me, now don't laugh, it reminds me of the IHOP moment where IHOP was trying to get more business outside of breakfast. Like, that seems like something that Cracker Barrel would want to do is a kind of flashy marketing move that gets people to, because IHOP's been doing well since then. Um, so did Cracker Barrel or Julie Fels Messino, did any of them kind of talk about how they're going to turn this around other than the loyalty app? 
Uh, they didn't go into too much detail other than loyalty and kind of uh, shifting their pricing and labor strategies. But I do think that when it comes to introducing exciting new uh, marketing ploys, you do have to be careful because you don't want uh, to lose exactly what Cracker Barrel is known for. Um, I mean, you don't want it to become so modernized that uh, that people don't even recognize the brand anymore. Um, and so it's definitely a balancing act. And it's um, it, it's important that when they do something like, for example, they, uh, they were talking about modernization of their stores and updating their stores. It's important that when they do that, people still recognize it as a Cracker Barrel, that it's not going to have, um, I don't know, super polished chrome and kiosks. <laughs> Probably not. And uh, b- because because then people wouldn't recognize it as a Cracker Barrel. So it's it's really important that while you modernize the brand um, and introduce exciting kind of new marketing uh, uh, marketing strategies that you don't bring it so far away from what the company is originally known for. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of First Bite. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new one. Until then, stay up to date with all your news on NRN.com. 